Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It's time now for Why It Matters. I bet this matters to you a lot because 4G networks, we enjoy it, yet we have noticed the speed on it seems to be holding back a bit. There's a bit of latency because it's congested. So that highlights the need for the new 5G capacity to sort of relieve that pressure, right? Well, think about it. I mean, with the rising reliance on the virtualized environment, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic, the need need for sophisticated 5G infrastructure became very critical. So we have 5G revolutionizing the way how smart factories operate the future, supporting high-speed manufacturing environments with a greater degree of flexibility and, of course, uh, 10 times lower latency. Very important there, right? And it's gaining a lot of momentum here in Singapore, 5G, that is. The focus on reliability and enabling enterprise innovation, Singapore is setting its sights on deploying two nationwide 5G standalone networks by the year 2025. So if you're a business, how can you leverage on this so-called 5G revolution? Let's find out more from Vinay Ravuri, who is the CEO of EdgeQ. Vinay, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Elliot. How are you? Very good, sir. Let's talk a little bit about EdgeQ and try to establish what this company is about. Understand that you guys specialize in the fields of 5G chip systems. Tell me more. Yeah, so we build what's called 5G base station on a chip. So we have essentially built an open source based technology that runs completely in software. So it's a chipset with all software on top of it that focuses specifically on enterprise driven applications where 5G is expected to make big waves. And EdgeQ is a leader in that space. And we're really excited about what's to come. Oh, nice. What's your presence like here in Asia? So we are early stage startup. We are productizing this sometime this year. So we have a, a lot of operators and companies that are uh, doing what's called POCs, proof of concepts, and we'll get into revenue by end of this year. So we are looking at deployments in India. We're looking at deployments in Japan. I am here in Singapore talking to few folks in Singapore as well and, and a few other countries in this area. Very exciting, Vinay. So let's try and understand 5G a little bit. I mean, here in Singapore, generally, what does that mean for the public? I understand Singapore is one of the first countries in the world to be fully covered with standalone 5G. South Korea launched it first, if I'm not wrong. So, yeah, 5G has many flavors. I mean, there was the P5, then there's 5G non-standalone, then there's a 5G standalone, as you just mentioned. Mm. Different countries deployed these things at different phases. But Singapore appears to be one of these countries that are sort of ahead of the curve on that. And it comes in two flavors. One is where you're just deploying it as a run-of-the-mill 5G for cell phone usage. So essentially better coverage with your regular phones, better throughput, better experience. But then there's the second use case, which is more interesting and important for 5G, which is about enterprise and private 5G, as you mentioned at the beginning, for factories and automation. So essentially what we call digitization of physical assets, where you have a lot of machine learning or AI converging with 5G. I think Singapore, Asia in general, being a big manufacturing hub, can take full advantage of this. And I think there's a, a lot of bright future. And, you know, some say 5G is the new currency and this is going to dictate the next couple of decades on which nations will be dominant in the world. 
Yeah, I'm glad you bring that up because what you did there was highlight the obvious difference between us as consumers and what we look forward to 5G, as if 4G is not fast enough. But the business case that you're building here. I am curious though, with Singapore being built as a bit of a data hub, how large a factor is 5G in this? Anything that has data-intensive applications, 5G is going to be center of that. The reason for this is a lot of the communications that happen where the source of the data is to, let's say, some control, it's always useful to use an example. Mm. If you're thinking about autonomous car, people talk about self-driving cars quite a bit. You know, the car is driving itself, so it's trying to make local decisions, but then the maps that it sees are extremely heavy, meaning the throughput or the amount of gigabytes of data have to be downloaded into a car so that it can figure out where it is on a street-by-street basis, and they're called high-definition maps. So those things require that you have a very beefy 5G connection to that car and make decisions locally at the car itself. There's just no way to operate in that world. 4G is not fast enough. There's not enough bandwidth. And there is no other technology that could be used. So 5G is really the only and its center of all of this. Couldn't help but think like when I'm driving, right? And Siri tells me to turn left here, but she's half a second late. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. You know, uh, we like to call this data has shelf life. It's not about just making money, but it's also making use of it. Mm. If a millisecond later or a second later, that data is no longer useful if you have to make a left turn, but it's a second later, you can't make that left turn. So that data is no longer useful for that particular moment. So therefore, you have to make use of that data very quickly. So you have to have the data in hand to make that decision. Mm, Putting the real-time in real-time data. Let's talk a little bit about leveraging on 5G. I mean, in this sort of crossroads that we're at, what are businesses thinking about right now? Are they worried that all this talk of inflation and recession, should that or can that slow down the growth of 5G? It's a really good question. If you ask me, I think companies tend to invest in a downturn for the reasons that they get the resources are easily available. They're, the cost of doing business is lower in that sense as inflation is trying to be brought down. A high inflation rate, like such as it is right now, where equipment, everything does cost more. So it creates confusion more than actual difference in deployments. The people that I speak to, nobody is changing their minds because these things take a long time to deploy. You don't build an ADAP car within three months. You don't build it within a year. Inflationary elements change very quickly. So you don't make those long-term decisions based on transitory economic conditions because that's not a very good way to run a business. Could you help explain this? I mean, when we say a company can leverage on a 5G framework to apply in a customer the manner for enterprises and defense. What are areas that we're looking at here? Yeah, that's a really good question, and it's a very promising area for 5G. Both defense and enterprises in general are going through a transformation, just digitizing everything. You know, Mm. we first saw the infrastructure, so that sort of transformed quite a bit in terms of processes of business. But then as automation comes in, you have an enterprise. Let's take some examples. You know, as you're walking in, you have a badge reader, right? You kind of scan the badge and then it kind of goes into the cloud or wherever and then gives you, okay, this guy is allowed to go in. Now that world is changing. I came in uh, from San Francisco to Singapore on Singapore Airlines. You know, I didn't even have to even scan my boarding pass. I looked into a camera and it recognizes my face and then it says, okay, you are that guy. So now go in. So there was no need for a boarding pass scanning. 
So this is an example of an enterprise application because it basically took my image, compared it with whatever it had, and then authenticated it. This is very custom, right? Because it's custom for an airline versus another application could be like we were talking about autonomous cars, it could be manufacturing, it could be ports and hubs, you know, oil refineries, things that are near and dear to Singapore. Okay. Now, talking about defense, defense and satellite industries are really going through a massive amount of changes because these things traditionally were very custom, you know, particularly defense, right? If you think about it, you know, you are typically operating in a enemy theater and you have to be very careful uh, that your signals are not compromised. But yet you want to be able to deploy things very fast. So countries are looking at is leveraging 5G as it is but yet changing aspects of 5G so that you have your customization that goes into it. And 5G is very customizable. So you can actually take 5G and take a piece of it out, that's standard, and put your own proprietary thing so that you can now, let's say, a fighter jet can communicate or a drone can communicate using some custom defense technology, but then think of the back end of all of that is reusing 5G. So you don't have to deploy a brand new infrastructure. You can kind of use commercial technology and only insert the pieces that are sensitive from a defense perspective. If we were to look at industries, right, is it fair to us or is it fair to assume that some industries will do better than others when it comes to embracing 5G? I mean, I start to think semiconductor scene is definitely going to flourish more because of 5G. Is that a fair question? You know, I don't look at 5G as some industries will do better or not. It's like the internet. It Mm. completely disrupts, but then everyone has a role to play and then they can benefit from it. So brick and mortar companies in the past, when cloud came along and internet came along, did disrupt their thing, but some really did well with it. An example, Walmart did very well with walmart.com. And in the same way, 5G will change the way they do their business. Some will benefit a lot, but it will certainly disrupt what they're doing. Unless they embrace these things and kind of go with the times, it is possible that it will disrupt them in a negative way. But that's how I look at it as, If you embrace it, you gain. Okay, and then talking about embrace, right? As a business, what should I look out for in terms of leveraging 5G? Because at the end of the day, my concern is I don't want to break my bank. Yeah, you know, it all comes down to that when you talked about inflation. At the end of the day, nobody really wants to pay more. So as a company, if you are digitizing your whatever the type of company you are, it might be an oil refinery. You want to be able to improve your processes. You want to be able to increase your throughput, flexibility, things like that. So as a company, you shouldn't be looking at 5G. What do I do with it? It's a tool that you use to optimize, make things efficient. So that's why I call it you're digitizing your physical assets. Your physical assets are still physical assets. You're not necessarily changing your business. You're you know, making your processes more efficient and you're making them you know, a lot more faster, if you will, in terms of decision making. All right. Just a final question very quickly. We understand that EdgeQ has a focus on a digital silk road. Tell us a little bit more about it and what kind of focus are we looking at here? Yeah, so, you know, it's a term that's used nowadays, digital Silk Road. I mean, borrowing from the old Silk Road, the spice trading. So now, essentially, 5G puts together an infrastructure for nations to use, whether it's power grid infrastructure, if it's just a cell phone infrastructure, whatever it is. What we are doing is sort of democratizing all of this with our technology. What that means is you can deploy Edge Cube 5G technology 
cross and make changes because we put you, meaning as a customer, in charge of your own future by democratizing all of this because it's based on open source technology. You can modify it because 5G tends to be very closed, traditionally speaking, 4G and 5G. You buy from one company, you get a black box. But in our case, we're sort of opening that up and letting people add to it, make their own customizations to it, let that kind of go on its own. And that's what we call the new digital Silk Road. So you sort of have this open road, you do what you want with it. All right. I've been speaking with Vinay Ravuri, who is the CEO of EdgeQ. Vinay, I appreciate your time this morning. Take care, have a great day ahead, yeah? Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.